Are you doing bad ones? Sure. Three, three. We can leave this in if you like. I mean, in the background, but yeah. Welcome home. <laughs> it's great to be back as of five hours ago. Quick fire trip to the States, huh? Correct. A lot's happened since you were gone. Walk me through it. Uh, me and uh, my friends won a golf four-man scramble competition. Yeah, you showed me a photo of that. I showed you an Instagram post from Maryville Golf Course. Well, that's huge, you know. That's the, probably the biggest thing that happened. That's way better. I mean, I was just sort of vegetating in the in the American Northeast. Yeah. First time since COVID I left the country. Really? Mm-hmm. Actually, I haven't left the country since COVID. I returned to the country in like February 2020, like a month before yep. it hit our shores, I suppose. I was also in America just before. Maybe it was a little bit earlier. It might have been the end of 2019. Do you want to give you like a little preview of how America has changed over the past few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, the cars are a lot bigger. <laughs> the cars have gotten like noticeably bigger on average. Do you think that's got anything to do with the universal zeitgeist? Or, um, or just I think American it's, it's just the arc of history, you know? It's the arc of history. Everything goes bigger and better. <laughs> I have no other observations apart from that. <laughs> Elon update. Elon. We've mentioned him a few times on the pod, and I imagine we'll mention him multiple times besides mm-hmm. in future, but there's been an essential Elon update, so we've got to cover it. I mean, he's the richest man on earth still, I believe, which yeah. is crazy to me. Just, yeah, I think so, yeah. It, because, like, obviously Tesla's share prices dropped significantly, but because Bezos had to half his wealth with his ex-wife, shout-outs to her, did you uh, hear that she got divorced again? Already. I didn't hear the divorce no, she, part. She, well, she is in the process of getting divorced again. Did the guy get to keep half of hers? Well, that's the question. I, I, it's not clear for any of the coverage. Surely prenup there. There'd be a prenup because he's just like a teacher. Yeah, which was beautiful. I read the announcement that she was getting divorced from this like Seattle teacher mm. and I was like, get that bag kick. Like <laughs> if this guy walks away with like $30 billion, <laughs> that's living. But I don't. I, I feel like there must have been a prenup. Yeah. Anyway, so. But regardless, this isn't about Jeff Bezos. No. And and I'm sure if Elon's listening, which he might well be. He could be. He'd be annoyed that on an episode about him, we're talking about Bezos. Let's get away from it immediately. (laughs) Let's get back to the the main event. I'll check out the numbers and see if there's a big drop off there. (laughs) Not by big, I mean like one person. One guy. If there's one guy that logs (laughs) off then, we know who it was. But Elon, obviously, Twitter, tried to buy Twitter. That's ongoing, the dispute. We've touched on it before. Um, Will he, won't he? It's up to the courts. Will he buy Twitter or not? One particular court, the Delaware Court of Chancery. Yes. Which is the place, which as we mentioned before, many corporate affairs are litigated through there because basically every major company in the US is uh, registered in Delaware. Yeah. Which has a particularly permissive corporate law. Yeah. So what has happened is that as part of the ongoing proceedings to find out whether... Elon is going to acquire Twitter or not. Or what's against going to his will now. Completely against his will now that he wants out of the deal. His text messages have been entered into evidence and have been released by the Delaware Court of Chancery yeah. for people to peruse. Cross-platform, might I add. Not just text. We're talking Twitter DMs. We're talking a G-chat or Google chat 
or yep. workspace. Or All the dirty laundry has been unveiled. Anyone can go look at this. You can go find it if you just Google it. It gives you a sense of how global power sort of works and how the richest people on the planet talk to one another. Because mm. obviously, you know, if you're talking to someone that you really like, you're not doing it over email. If you're talking about someone who's like in your circle, yeah. you're not doing it via just shooting an email with a subject like Twitter, question mark. <laughs> you're doing it via text. Yeah. And what this has shown is like how like absurdly stupid the way that people talk to each yeah, other. Yeah, sorry. They might not be morons themselves, but the way that these transactions are conducted, I say there's a lot less due diligence than you might think. Totally. Give us an example. Larry Ellison, the co-founder of Oracle, well-known mover and shaker, said that he wanted to contribute to Musk's takeover deal of Twitter. Musk asks, roughly what dollar size? Ellison texted back, a billion or whatever you recommend. Musk responded, whatever works for you, I'd recommend maybe two billion or more. (laughs) And Ellison replied, since you think I should come in for at least two billion, I'm in for two billion. (laughs) Yeah, totally. And there were multiple messages like that. Yeah. Where it's literally like a guy will pitch more money than like the GDP of a small nation. Yeah. And Musk, who is clearly not all that interested and probably wasn't all that interested from day one, responds, ah, why don't you double it? And yeah. they say, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's just like this weird thing. It's like it doesn't matter how much money you have, there's always some guy who will A, big dog you. Yeah. And two, you're just like sucking up to. Yeah. Even though you're dealing with a amount of money that's just like, so phenomenally beyond the realm of like mere mortals. Yeah. That you can just chuck an extra 250 million or billion on the pile, which is like seemingly how in this case the deals go down. And now I'm sure that people will say like Elon Musk, he's the richest man on the world, you know, proven track record of being worth heaps of money. And so in this state, you just want to, you just want to get in on the deal. You know, you're you gotta, lucky you, to be in on the deal. You've got to be in the front seat to witness greatness transpire yeah so it is it is all based on vibe at this stage why do due diligence you know you know that he's going to make you money and plus i mean it's less about making money on twitter at this point isn't it it's, as you say it's, it's being in the good books of elon musk correct yeah which my favorite piece of correspondence across all of this jason calacanis who is an angel investor like he invested in what like uber in the early days yeah, and yeah, yeah. i think calm is a big one he talks about investing in calm yeah. app the meditation app quite early quite prominent on Twitter, he really came in hot. Yeah, red hot. He came in sort with- Sort of in a humiliating way. You know, he had ideas for Elon. He had monetization ideas. So one of his monetization ideas just had the best idea ever for monetization. Already a great start <laughs> for a text. So he had a fantastic idea for like monetized DMs. You know, you can like send DMs to all your fans, like a, a, like a MailChimp. Just had the best idea ever for monetization. Imagine we asked Justin Beaver to come back and let him DM his fans. He could sell one million in merchandise or tickets instantly. Would be insane. And Elon was feeling it. He was like, "These, these are some good ideas. Like, could I? Could you be a on the board potentially or some kind of advisor when I take this thing over?" He said, "Board member, advisor, whatever. You have my sword." <laughs> That's. <laughs> That's so lame. Imagine saying that to anyone about anything, basically. (laughs) Put me in, coach. Uh, Put me in the game, coach. Twitter CEO is my dream job. That's so fucked up. (laughs) It also reveals 
he got uh, messages from like lots of guys like Joe Rogan who were like, we need to bring free speech back. Yeah. Fine. That's to be expected. There's a long digression. There's like a long thread that runs through along these messages. He messages brother Kimball. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have you seen his brother Kimball before? I have. The cowboy. He's got like a big cowboy hat he wears. Yeah. He looks he looks like Elon with a cowboy hat. But basically, Elon came up with this like absolutely like harebrained idea. Yeah. That would be stupid to anyone think about it, where it was like, we're going to put it on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it will cost like a, a, a just a tiny amount of money. Yeah, it's 0.1 Dogecoin. 0.1 Dogecoin. It's to, about a cent. To tweet or share a tweet. Yeah. Automatically, that just doesn't work because any platform we have to pay per view basically for any post. Yeah. Is not going to work. Yeah. But he was like, this is, this is how we're going to No, gonna it's do- genius. All of the users of Twitter will buy Dogecoin to have in their Doge wallet on Twitter yep. in order to simply post or-, or To post for thought. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it will solve spam. And he was like, this is going to solve spam. And, you know, it's going to be a protocol. It's going to be open. It's going to be free. And basically, that's obviously his idea until someone else messages him a week later about blockchain Twitter. And obviously Elon, having thought about this for five seconds, replies with like, a blockchain Twitter will never work. Yeah. Blockchain Twitter isn't possible. So I'd, <laughs> I would love like an insight into like what he was thinking in the week before excitingly texting his brother about but blockchain all, Twitter. The guy is about to spend 44 billion US dollars on a platform. Like you would have thought you maybe would have thought of these ideas he, before he, you make the offer. He's just, he's just, he, you know. Make the offer, then come up with a blockchain idea. He's doing free association. He's locked and loaded. He's firing from the hip, but obviously has no idea quite what he wants or what he's doing from it. But Kalinarkis then got um, skewered though after his initial enthusiasm. So apparently, because, you know, we got a deal happening here, folks. So like the deal makers are on the loose. They're making deals. So he started apparently shopping around on his own accord for people to contribute to be part of the deal to like because he's like an angel investor he was basically saying like hey want to be part of this twitter deal to all of his contacts to put together a bunch of money to contribute to to elon's buyout got back to elon and he was not happy about that morgan stanley and jared jared's like elon musk's right hand man guy think you were using our friendship not in a good way this makes it seem like i'm desperate please stop (laughs) And only ever wanted to support you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. Brutal. He went from, he's thinking Twitter CEO and then, oh, dear. The um the the overwhelming sort of like through line of all these messages, if you read them, is basically some of the most powerful, objectively most powerful people on the planet in terms of the, way, the amount of capital they have under their thumb, basically. Messaging Elon being like, I have all these bold ideas for Twitter. I have all this money I want to contribute. And Elon responding basically with the equivalent of like, ha okay, yeah. or cool, or yeah. like send me a pitch, or like completely basically brushing them off. Yeah. I'm gonna, I will say the person that comes out the best throughout all these messages is basically Parag Agrawal, yeah. the current CEO yeah, of yeah. Twitter. So basically there's a, sort of a narrative that runs through here. Jack, also, Jack Dorsey also sort of sucks up to to Elon a lot through it. He's obviously very happy that Elon's going to acquire it. He feels like his original vision for Twitter is on the cusp of being realized. Mm. He's trying to like connect Elon with Parag, who's obviously Jack's successor. And basically Parag, who is like an engineer and thinks in terms of an engineer, CEO is what he is now, but he's at his core, he's a very, very smart engineer. Previously the CTO. Previously the CTO. And basically um, in his first message to Elon, Parag was like, okay, great. Explain to me 
the things you want to do with Twitter. I would love to help you realize this vision because obviously mm. this was I think this was at the point where Elon was just buying up a bunch of stock. Mm. This was way before that he, he was harboring dreams of owning it. Mm. He was like, here are the ideas. Let me take these ideas. I'll tell you what we can do mm. and I can tell you what we can't do and I'm going to explain exactly how that's yeah. essentially going to work. And then he messages him again after Elon tweets something like, it was one of his like consulting things, it was like Twitter sucks, yeah, yeah. Twitter's bullshit, blah, 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 blah. And Prager was like, look, you can tweet that. That's totally your prerogative, mm. but it makes it very hard for me to do, to implement the stuff that I'm trying to implement on your behalf, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So he, he comes across as a relatively like level-headed guy yeah. trying to do the best with what he has at hand. But everyone else just comes off as a complete like- Oh, but then Elon is talking to Jack and they're like, it's clear that you're not going to be able to operate with Parag <laughs> at this stage. You can't, yeah. it's, it's just not going to be possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he dared to say it's not very helpful for you to be tweeting this stuff when I'm trying to yeah, sell yeah, your so ideas tweet to like, the start. Like turd emojis or whatever. <laughs> while, while, you know. It's just wonderful to see essentially the global corridors of power. Yeah. Vast amounts of money, as I said, like more than most sovereign states. Yeah. Being sort of like moved around at a whim by a bunch of guys who just like seem fundamentally uninterested yeah. <laughs> and are just trying to like big swinging dick one another. Yeah. With no real care as to what's going to happen eventually, apart from just sort of like being where the action is. Yeah. Dopfner was another one that I was, he's the guy who did Politico. Yeah, yeah. And other things. So he also put in a pitch, I guess, to be CEO type vibe. He had like a 10-step plan for how to fix Twitter. Again, they have real boomer energy, boomer level grammar. Yeah. So literally like verbatim, step one, this is in the Dopfner plan, one dot close bracket, comma, comma, space. <laughs> Solve free speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got That's it. good. And then the idea... A marketplace of algorithms. If you're a snowflake and don't want content that offends you, pick another algorithm. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds great. Bold. This is what we're talking about as like pitches for to be a CEO of Twitter. I'm into it. One of Elon's those suggestions, which I was into actually, get Oprah on the board. That's great. That's bold. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, how could you? What, what can you do about that? That's innovation. <laughs> get Oprah on the board. He was like, a lot of these corporate governance types don't know what they have. It has no value, corporate governance. And, you know, maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. I don't know. So get Oprah on the board. Get Oprah on the board. Vibes. It's all vibes up there. Mm. By the scene, which is, in some ways, it's vibes down here, it's vibes up there. What's happening in the middle? That's where you got all your MBAs, you know? That's exactly right. <laughs> Everyone's, like, feeling vibes and the MBAs sort of, like, execute. That's fine. <laughs> it's certainly vibes down here. The other one was... Um... The president of Riot Games, Mark Merrill, wrote, and this is a direct quote, you are the hero Gotham needs. Hell effing yes. Oh. <laughs> Dear me. So we've got Batman, we got Lord of the Rings. And this is what we asked for. This is what we asked for. This is it. This is the people running the world now. The one I found particularly funny. Mark Benioff, who's the CEO of Salesforce, obviously a massive tech company, mm. texts Elon out of the blue after this announcement. Unquote, happy to talk about it if this is interesting. Twitter conversational OS, the town square for your digital life. Oh, yes. And then Musk just replied, well, I don't own it yet. 
Oh, Twinkle. <laughs> that was and that was the whole thing. <laughs> the town square for your digital life. That's like the bold thing from you know, Salesforce, which basically underpins a huge volume of like global commerce. Yeah. Part of like the texture of like the flow of capital globally is run by OS. That's what he had. The the town square for your digital life. That's some real early kind of 2010s era digital cultures. That was real university stuff. Twitter as the town square. I'm glad that he's pulling it now. I mean, these are geniuses. These are the geniuses. This is, this is the best thing. How do you fix Twitter? Um, well, the only thing that I can sort of draw from it is that like- Like what would you text Elon Musk? <laughs> I, I would say, Elon, you got to get rid of quote tweets and you got to get rid of threads. Yeah, get rid of threads. You gotta get threads rid of, have got to go. Threads have got to go. <laughs> They've been poisoned and, and used incorrectly. And I would think just bring the laughs back, Elon. <laughs> and maybe ban all crypto chat. You get rid of bots if you ban crypto. Just ban crypto. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than like making the whole platform run on crypto. <laughs> run on terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> terrible idea. Just ban it. So blockchain, known for its efficiency. Twitter, obviously. Let's let's have a look at this. Twitter, obviously, as a platform, you Fire off a tweet. Okay. Donald Trump, very good at it. You know, oh, he, he was. He was top of the game. Come up with an idea, bang, send it out. But instead, we put it on the blockchain, not known for being particularly efficient with time and resources. Correct. In fact, being terrible at it. And then make it somehow immutable. Uh-huh. So your tweets can never be deleted. Sounds good. The idea, his idea, Elon's idea was... As part of the the Doge commit, it's like a comment. Basically, mm-hmm. you you assign the tweet to a comment as part of the Doge commit, so it'll always be on the blockchain. Correct. Yeah. So make Twitter way slower, and also you can never delete anything ever, and it costs you money every time you engage or tweet in any way. See, that's yeah, that sounds much less appealing to me than just just banning any conversation about crypto. <laughs> just ban it. Yeah. I you know, this is not a value judgment about. Crypto on the blockchain generally. No, if you, you want to get rid of bots, if that's the idea. If you want to, if you want to do all that stuff, that's great. Yeah, you there's just, Reddit's for that. You just cannot talk about it on Twitter <laughs> at all, or your your post is deleted and they send the police to your house. <laughs> and they change your like, avatar, like to a, a circle avatar, like a SWAT team comes down off ropes off a helicopter <laughs> and kicks through your doors and takes you to jail. Again, I got nothing against crypto either. No, I use it. No, it's fine. I'm just saying on this particular platform. It should it's illegal. get you arrested. Absolutely. You've been listening to Downround. If you're not subscribed, obviously hit subscribe. And why not review us, rate us, leave a comment. 